There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Prepare at last his return. Your behavior, our Savior, Hello and welcome to Tribulation Farce. I am your co-host, Tim Lanning, and joining me is my co-host, Jennifer Cheek. Oh my goodness, I feel like the way you're talking is stressing me out. We're a show that pieces (laughs) together the infinite mysteries about the things we shan't know because the Lord is mysterious indeed. Oh, he's so mysterious, and we're just so stupid. Mm -hmm. We're the only podcast brave enough to admit that we're dumb. We're definitely dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I don't know if we're as dumb as this book is. <laughs> Jennifer, I have horrible news. What I found chapter eight to be legitimately uninteresting, bad, and not good. Yeah, it good. sucked. It sucked. It was not usually, a good chapter. Usually, I'm able to find something yeah. in it, but chapter eight just felt miserable. I and reminded me that I was reading Left Behind. I 100 percent agree with you. <laughs> it was the really boys a, are it, just being assholes. It does such assholes. It was such a slog. I was like, like peeking forward to be like, okay, is like something interesting going to happen soon? And good news, some interesting shit is going to happen for the next one. Yeah. We're getting there. But oof, these ones are, they're, they're like in the like in between part. Like they're, we're about to go into another arc. Right. In the book. It just felt like they were rehashing. Things they did before. No, it's it's really yeah. It, that's what's happening. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rayford's still fucking sad, and uh, Bucky's still he's still the number one b- boy wonder journalist. Right. And <laughs> so. take a drink, but I have no idea what we're supposed to take away from anything in the show. <laughs> well, there were some definitely there were some throwaway lines that made me shriek and screech. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we had several people reach out on Twitter.com. Oh, I should probably check our email address, because I said I was going to do that. Let's wow. go. An email! Hell yeah! There's two! There's two! All right, we got an email from Rowan Leap. They say, hello! I'm so glad you all mentioned an email at the end of the episode, because I am that weird person who uses Twitter, but is on private, and adding people doesn't work. Anyways... I'm a graduate of y'all's undergrad alma mater oh, and started listening yeah. to Cast of Thrones after the professor there recommended it to me in like 2014. Oh my god, what professor is, was doing this wasn't for there, us? Wasn't there one of the professors that like I didn't personally know very well was tweeting at us every now and again? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, thanks to them. Uh, they also let us know that they actually started Left Behind Podcast as well, but uh, gave it up. But uh, their third point is what I wanted to read. Yes. To actually answer the question posed in the episode, salvation was, like, the main thing in my church growing up. 
It was a Southern Baptist church in Florida, and we did not have a single service without an altar call and an invitation to accept Christ, even in Sunday school and Awana. Oh, Awana! Shout out for people who know about Awana! Yeah, yeah. And if you don't know it... If you don't know... Yours uh, is not the kingdom of heaven. It was to make children memorize thousands of Bible verses, (laughs) and I was so good at it. Yeah, I I only ever went once. Salvation was talked about constantly, so I'm not sure what kind of church Rayford was attending. LaMau! Yeah, I feel like my church also for sure had an altar call like every service. Ours did. Mm, golly. Like it didn't get taken up on that often, but it did, I was there always there. Now that you mention it, goddamn, did mine? Wow. Wow, are you at a false Christian church? No, <laughs> so they have No, I think having altar call every service is fucking crazy. <laughs> it's a little overkill. <laughs> but I, now that you mention it, I kind of I think they did. And sometimes it was weird of like, you know, <laughs> this is a boring chapter of Mark, but you know what? The Lord speaks mysterious ways, so if anyone yeah. wants to come up, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I, god damn. I can't believe I forgot that. That sucks for me. And, like, even if it wasn't, like, every single – I mean, they might do it lightly at some services, but in some services it was, like, heavy. Like, that was the thing. Because, like, there was – did you ever have, like, a revival at your church? It was, like, a special week of, like, more church. The big church I went to did, but it was mostly to eat barbecue and ride roller coasters. Oh, well, mine was not like that. I was like, mine was like, hey, instead of just going to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, what if you go, like, every night of the week for a week? And yeah. we, like, go real hard on salvation and how you're going to burn in hell. Yeah. No, I mean, and I agree with, I agree with most of that. Um, we also get a, um, a fun thread on Twitter from Boyd Stevenson. Uh, since you asked about the rapture and non-fundy churches, here's what I got about being raised Presbyterian, PC USA. PC USA are the chill ones, from okay. my understanding, yes. And I kind of forgot while reading this that we kind of thought Presbyterians were weird. Well, there's two there's two chunks like, of that. the snake handlers are like an offshoot of Presbyterians, no, right? No, that's Pentecostal that you're thinking I was, of. Okay, my bad. Yeah, no, Presby- Presbyterian, it's just that there's one, well, I'm, I'm kind of talking out of my ass, I don't know specifically, I don't know a lot of Presbyterians from uh, Divinity School. Shout out. But my impression was that their, PCUSA was much more progressive, and then I forget what the other one was, but they were much more Are they the ones that... They like split off. They like speak in tongues, or is that also Pentecostal? That's Pentecostal. Do I, I guess I don't know what Presbyterian is. <laughs> yeah, no, Presbyterians are like chill. They're like... Like our friend, uh, our, a lot of my friends from grad school were Presbyterian. Well, okay. For context, PCUSA is very cerebral religion. Ministers must have learned ancient Greek and ancient Hebrew and Latin before starting the real seminary, uh, so that they can consider the context of the text rather than written word. That's crazy. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that's that's what it should be if you're trying to, you know, say you understand an ancient text. Like maybe you should have learned the language it was written in. Just a thought. Yeah. Uh, our church most prized, prized relic was, is, uh, a tapestry given to us by a local Jewish temple and thanks for when we let them hold services in our church during renovations. Yeah, that for sure did not happen in church around where yeah. I grew up. Uh, emphasis was more on God tells us too than Jesus said. A bit of a left behind where they talk about churches that never said Jesus. Name hit, uh, uh, home for me. Oh, that's so interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, no, I could definitely see being yeah, like, when I was a kid going to church like this. Be like, yeah, I mean, they they're not Christians. Yeah, they don't say Jesus at all. But then, they, like, also that makes you think of the whole thing of like, do you know the Book of Esther doesn't say God at all? Yeah, exactly. Totally. <laughs> but it's still in there for some reason. <laughs> Liturgically, emphasis more on acts than profession of faith slash evangelism. With that little I know of Judaism as an adult, seems very in line with Judaism's emphasis on you're chosen, now don't be a schmuck. <laughs> Only 
you're saved. Don't be a dick. Oh, that's right. I, Presbyterians yeah, yeah. Are, are Calvin. Yes, yeah, so it's like this has already been like figured out. Yep. You don't have anything to do with it. So all your role is to is to be a good person. Yeah, and this is where I think it gets super interesting. Theologically, salvation happened at crucifixion, not profession of faith. That's wild. That's yeah. real. I don't think I like understood that. Several Presbyterian ministers I know have told me similar stories. Re being asked when they were saved and responding. 2,000 years ago, causing <laughs> great annoyance to the asker. I picked up the habit. It is fun. You just spend for yourself. And uh, they go on to say basically that, yeah, uh, Calvinism is something yeah. that we'll, we'll, we'll dive into because I think it's fun. Um, and we can we have our own personal tulip. Uh, but they say, we never talked about the rapture. People at my high school, theoretically non-religious, but actually as evangelical as Bucky is a berry stew. Talked about it, and I had to go read Revelation to figure out what they were talking about. Was amazed at how much of what they said either conflicted with or just wasn't in the Bible. Yeah. And that is very true. It's not. It's not in there. <laughs> uh, we it's are asking not. about Catholicism, and uh, there's some confusion about, like, what do Catholics think? And um, Aaron Voigt asked a question about it. And Corrine says that in, ca- in Catholicism, you're baptized as a baby, usually. That's your ticket to heaven. Not losing said ticket is the tricky mm. part. You have a whole set of rules and laws to follow and secure your spot behind St. Peter's Pearly Gate. I remember feeling like I had to go to confession each uh, week um, to keep myself uh, from the fires of hell. It was truly a miserable existence. I was always afraid. What if I didn't get to confession before I died? I just get thrown in the fire because I I have an accidental death. Kind of BS when I've been working so hard just to throw me away because I missed once. Any mortal sins, the ones that send you to the hot place, are not as easy to avoid as you may think. Well, isn't like, there's like sex stuff is like in the mortal sins, right? I don't know. I'm Now I'm saying stuff again that I don't actually know about. Yeah. The other, wasn't there someone else saying that basically every time they sin, they lost their salvation, which I guess is kind of similar to what this person is saying their experience of Catholicism was, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that, that that's an idea of, like, you know, if you were saved, you wouldn't have done the sinning. Uh, D. Martin G. Uh, talks about going to Lutheran preschool. The best part of my Lutheran church was that they said science and belief in God didn't have to contradict each other. The one that stuck out to me. They said the days were periods of time that was billions of years old. Also, evolution is a product of God creating animals. Like God started life, but then life evolved, as Darwin described. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, that's what is like, if you were going to be a, a religious person, I think you'd have to and be like at all accepting of science. Like, yeah. That's why I briefly became Episcopalian. Cause I'm like, oh, they, these people believe in science and totally you know, have women and gay priests and it's cool to be gay. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's interesting um, how some churches are trying to, you know, quote, unquote, change the times and how, you know, you got your uh, what we would call fundamentalist yeah. Christians. But that being said, it doesn't really feel like they're fundamentalists in, in the negative sense. I mean, well, it does. Uh-huh. When they're I fundamentalists say in the same way that uh, constitutional, like people who are like talking about the Constitution, like, oh, I only believe in things based on the Constitution. It's like, right. you're not even reading that, bitch. Right. What are you talking about? The Constitution <laughs> sucks. The Bible's weird. I mean, there's cool stuff in the Bible. There's cool but... st- I mean, I like the story when um, Elijah called down all the- those bears to eat those children. That part ruled. That, that was fucking sick. <laughs> uh, but thank you for the uh, enlightening messages. It's always super interesting to get 
um, personal opinions yeah, on this totally. because like part of the thing that is so interesting to me about the subject matter is less, well, it's both. It's like, I think that the human part of it, the anecdata, the anecdotes of growing up and things like that are just as important as the broad sweeping science because, you know, these things affect people even if it's like, okay, only 10% of uh, Bible-believing Christians believe this weird thing. Right. But sometimes that bleeds and touches so many more of just that 10%. So I think hearing directly from the audience uh, uh, is super, super interesting and, and helpful to kind of figure out how exactly does this weird book and these weird concepts hit. Well, it's also helpful to me because it's, I mean, we've talked about this kind of pitfall for us a lot. Like, we don't know what is actually normal. Like, I don't know if other people are getting these same kinds of teachings. Like, I don't know what is just a weird propaganda point from my right. church and what was widely believed by other Christian denominations. Like, and it's sounding like there's not, like, there's a lot of difference. <laughs> yeah, and it also depends on literally what church you went to. So I could totally oh, yeah. see someone of the exact same sort of vibe of each of our churches going somewhere where they did talk about the rapture constantly. Um, so that's super interesting, but let's get into chapter eight. Oh, hell yeah. The worst chapter so far. Hopefully the worst chapter in all the books. It was fucking boring. It was boring. It was boring and also made me hate Buck and Rayford like more. Oh yeah, this was, um, you couldn't even, they, he didn't do the thing that like as quickly he's done in the past where it's like, okay, Rayford's being a prick. But, like, you know why. Because he's yeah. miserable and he's going to be a Christian soon. Like, I think that's what they were doing for the eighth time. Yeah. Like, they, like we are, we good. get it. Like, we don't need to see them being assholes again. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Because, like we said before, a lot of things that happened in this chapter have already happened. Yeah. It's kind of – yeah. Exactly. This is a boring-ass chapter. Yeah. So, we start off with Buck arguing with his boss, Steve Plank, about the significance of Nikolai Carpathia. And, like, this, this section felt, like, so stupid to me. Yeah. too because it was just so cl clearly like steve play being like i don't think there's much of a story here you're never gonna hear this guy again yeah. like okay well we're obviously going to but <laughs> it's also interesting because he's forcing buck to go to this meeting and buck doesn't want to because he doesn't think there's a story here because it's impossible right, right. so they are kind of being back and forth about this but you know i think the fact that buck was right about carpathia is a bigger win uh, because this religion thing is strange. Yeah. But still. But we do, so we, we get a little more info on Carpathia here. And I forget if this came up in the previous chapters, but basically it is not election time in Romania. And he was not even in the like upper level of the government. He was in the lower level. Mm -hmm. And we find out that the president, like the, the previous president of Romania, like stepped aside for Carpathia to become the president. Yeah. That's just bonkers. Like, I'm sorry, like, Steve Plank, what are you talking about? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is not a thing that happens. Yeah. And the, and the way that he, like, justifies it, I mean, let me just read this direct quote that, like, made me completely lose my mind. <laughs> this is like the old South American coups buck. A new one every week. Big deal. Bitch, why? I, I'm, I'm on Steve Plank's The fucking CIA did it anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. We, Literally, they did, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the good part about these two chunks of episodes is we do get a little more deep Illuminati one world oh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, we do. So we really start to dip our toe in. Because, like, so much of this is, like, all right, go follow Carpathia. Yeah. Now. Go talk to, about the religion. No. No. <laughs> Stonogall's coming. Okay. <laughs> I gotta go talk to Dirk Burton. No. Yeah, so, so let me list 
step back and explain what the fuck is going on. Yeah, because we've mentioned these things before, but yet again, they're arguing about previous points. Yeah, so Steve Plank wants Buck to go (laughs) keep... There's several events that are happening in New York around the same time. Mm -hmm. And I actually was a little confused about how many separate events there were. I'm losing it. I, I, I... So there's definitely some... There's something happening at the UN that they're talking about. Yes, that's one. There's a ecumenical, like, religious conference that's happening. And then there's uh, what they call in the book a one-world currency confab. Yes. But then later, I think he says there's four. I'm like, what's the fourth one? What are you talking about? Well, because I think... There's something going on with the the Jews also. The the Jews are also (laughs) here in mass and, as Bach says, being overrun by the Jews. Says I'm being overrun by Jews, like and you know he's dude, be, he's, being, he's being curt, but it, and, and, and cute, but like you can't say that. No, anymore. you can't say that because like the other piece that's happening is apparently Orthodox Jews are coming to New York also, yeah, to talk about rebuilding the temple. So, so again, yeah. maybe that's a separate. That's one not part of the, of the ecumenical. One of the four events is one of the factions of Jewish dumb is coming to New York to do something. And they're having their meeting here instead of Jerusalem or Tel Aviv. And then there's a, the, I believe the more quote unquote traditional, um, Jews are coming in for the one world religion thing, maybe. Uh, yeah, and that's then unclear. Big UN thing. And then this other, so I have no idea what the actual four are and which ones are combined, but that, that's why everyone's winking at it. Like, why is every, head of the Jewish church here. Why is, are all these Unitarian Universalists? Why are yeah. like well, weird, you know, Presbyterians? What's up? Shout out. If you're a Presbyterian, <laughs> you get half off at our burger. <laughs> but also just like, I think that a thing that uh conspiracy theorists, New World Order folks love talking about is like, ecumenical religion like one world religion shit mm-hmm. and then the one world currency yeah and <laughs> they, I, are, they love they they are so like skeptical and distrustful of any like religion right. like crossing the aisle well, i i have to give them their flowers for not tying in the jews being in new york with <gasps> the money thing I mean, and, I, and you know We'll see. We haven't finished the book. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> I don't remember what connection <laughs> well, they make there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I think the goal broadly is to make – because the Jews are still God's people. So they're kind of to be weirdly pitied but not really re- hated. Right. Right. Do. Like in, in the evangelical mind. Yeah. Like- and especially during this era. Right. Because like – Again, I'm hoping to learn more about it in this book and next book, but th- there's a basic vibe that there's 144,000 Jews yeah. that are going to be saved, and that's it. So, <laughs> right. Uh, that colors things. So it's like, we know that there's 144,000 Jews that are going to get saved. Uh, the rest are not, is my understanding. Which also, um, like, that, I feel like that question was always kind of like, if you would, like, try to dig in on that, like, with church people it'd be like well like it's weird it's like they don't want to quite say it but in their mind they're like well once the rapture happens they'll just see and then they'll believe it it'll be fine yeah and it's it's like it's sort of that whole vibe of well they still have the freedom to do it it's just that 
way back when a guy saw that it happened. That's why it's 144,000, right. not 143,000 or 145,000. It's like, this is the number. Yeah. You know, that's- not just that, like, that's a significant, like, I think that's like, I mean, well, actually, I was thinking 120,000, like 12 is a big number, mm. but I feel like the 144,000 is also something. Yeah. I don't fully remember that. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's going to come up most likely, but it, it, again, it's a whole smattering of this, that, and the other thing from the Bible. And just understanding, because again, none of this shit is real. And no. I don't mean that as in, you're sky daddy. No. I mean, it's not in the Bible. It's not based in the Bible like <laughs> at all. It, this is a fantasy. Yeah. But we do find out some stuff about Nikolai Carpathia. Number one, we find out prior to his uh, political career, he was a meteoric business star in Romania. You're fired. We are fired. <laughs> You're fired in Romania. In Romania. Yeah, no, uh, evangelicals fucking love the, like, businessman to politician. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's the whole thing is I think they're trying to make him, like, the Antichrist be someone that people would like. And so they're like, oh, this is a politician that people would like if right. he was a businessman before. Yeah, he's not a lawyer. No one likes lawyers. They don't like him, which, uh, I mean... Fair. Uh, <laughs> they, we also learned that basic... Carpathia's gonna speak at the UN. No one really knows what about, but Steve Plank basically is insinuating like, well... He must be sponsored by Jonathan Stonegall. So this is so where we he's get... he's able to speak at the yeah. UN. So this is where we get more into the quote-unquote-unquote... Like the cabal. The cabal <laughs> vibe of it, where it's on the one hand, it's not very cabal because, like, of course Stonegall is doing it. Who cares? To the cabal of, like, Stonegall's doing it. Yeah, you're right, right. Um, meaning, Stonegall likes Carpathia, therefore he's helping Carpathia. And also they, they do point out that, like... You know, uh, uh, a nuclear disarmament, you know, people yeah, like that yeah. talk to the UN all the time. It's not that and, weird. And Carpathia is for disarmament. And, that's and like, he's a peace guy, which is a, why, yeah, you know, his freaking country, you know, 18 months into their uh, newly elected president's term, were like, no, you do it. Just and, just snatched a dude from the lower, like, level of your government made yeah. him president unanimously but, but they also, without a vote. <laughs> I don't think there was a vote. Maybe there was, and it was New No, no, because he it wasn't a vote. They keep mentioning that. Um, but they definitely said that um, Carpathia c- killed people. Well, that was or the rumor. The rumor. The rumor was that he made people take, quote-unquote, dirt naps. Hey, take a dirt nap. <laughs> Wore some cement shoes. <laughs> exactly. He dropped them off. Wait, dropped them off at the pool. What is the That's shitting. <laughs> I know. I was, I was trying to make a joke and I didn't even remember what, what it, the joke was. Drop the kids off the pool. He was trying to drop the kids off in the that's, pool. That's shitting. <laughs> that doesn't, that's not what, gabagoo, uh, what that means, but whatever. So yeah, I mean, I don't even know what part of this is interesting other than, you know, we get to hear uh, this conversation had again. And the thing I do like is that Steve Plank is <laughs> talking down to Buck. Like, you're so out of touch. Yeah, no, I think you can tell he's, like, very excited that he knows things that Buck doesn't yeah. in this section. Like, he keeps, like, razzing him about it. Like, wow, you really don't know anything. Exactly. So, you know, it's definitely a situation where Buck is not necessarily as much of a prick in this part, mostly because Steve Plank is owning him. But he's, like, for sure, like, pouting because he yes. doesn't want to go cover this. He wants to go fuck off to London and he figure out what's going on. He has to go talk to Dirk Burton. Yeah, he craves that Dirk Burton. He needs so to see I. his buddy. So, do so I. anyway, let's scoot over to fucking Raver. He's fucking sad and shit. It's boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, This it's, like, more or less the same vibe as the previous sad shit, uh, except for... um. 
We find Less more hunger. We we find we get more information about how Rayford's a dick. Like mm-hmm. again, number one, there's a whole like, part where he's thinking to himself about how he wasn't that sad when his parents died. I thought that rocked. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, man. All right. You didn't have to tell us that, but cool. Sure, I'm I'm getting a lot of information <laughs> here. Not sure and where then, to file this part. So that's that's number one on the Rayford is is a dirt bag. Number two, he. Can't he does a whole like brain journey about how much he loved doing pilot shit instead of hanging out with his daughter and pregnant wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that part's good because he doesn't actually say the word. Well, this part's weird because it's basically yet for the eighth time them setting up how big of a piece of shit yeah. Ray was so that Ray could just be like, feel bad. Damn, I fucking suck. But they did something different this time and they transitioned from how bad he was to like so maybe not even subtle but like shifting to him being bad that way is akin to the way he did not believe his wife about the rapture right and they kind of like because it's like a rambly sort of like thing which kind of makes sense because he's mourning yada 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 i still don't want to read another section like this but (laughs) you know you you, you get it but then at the end it does feel a little preachy because he's like yep because i didn't get saved and now i'm a fool i'm just as much as i wanted to fuck (laughs) hattie durham is that's how dumb i am for not believing in jesus christ our lord i want to read a direct quote of what was going on in rayford's brain Talking about a specific, basically the time in, in Irene and his life when she was pregnant with mm. their son. He was 30 and feeling older, and he didn't enjoy having a pregnant <laughs> wife. His work life was going swimmingly. He didn't enjoy going home. Mm-hmm. But just like those statement, I didn't enjoy having a pregnant wife. I like, get that. Okay, I mean, well I then mean, why did you have a fucking kid, idiot? Well, he had to. <laughs> okay. Rayford is in Irene. Like, they met in college or whatever. They got married when she was a sophomore in college. And she dropped out. To so. have his babies. Are you telling me that the, the this couple, a military couple? <laughs> right. That, right, right, because he started out military. We yeah, find that out, And too. she was a, a military brat, as they say. Yeah. Are you telling me they're not going to have a kid in their first year? Well, Come on. I mean, fair enough. But also, like, shut up. Like, <laughs> We also get, so, so Rayford's talking about how fucking bummed he is that his fucking wife is pregnant and having emotions and shit and mm-hmm. him just like wanting to stay away from home. And he basically, he talks about how he's like, well, I know I'm hot, but I've got no game. I can't get any bitches because I'm a <laughs> dork. <laughs> him constantly talking about how much of a klutz and weirdo he yeah, is like, kind of rocked. But then he goes on a tangent too of like, oh man, I'm so klutzy. Also, I won't buy prostitutes. He calls it like tawdry or something. Like it's beneath me. It's beneath me to hire a sex worker. Like okay, like, look how hot I am, pussy liter- free. If <laughs> only I could figure it out. <laughs> like literally, why are you talking about this weirdo? Yeah, I, it's a thing that is so strange. Where you get to, as the reader, peel back a little bit and you get to see the author's hand so much. Yeah, because there's so many strange things that happen in this book, and this is one of them. It's like, why are you bring this up? No one needs to bring this up. No. I don't think this ever comes up of like, why did you not cheat your wife? Uh, I was too awkward. Well, why did you get a prostitute? (laughs) Yeah, like, when is that the like next like question? I mean, maybe 1995 was a different time. I don't know. And Raver's like, I may be a monster, but I would never hire a sex worker. Right. But (laughs) I do, I do. But you would complain about your pregnant wife and like avoid being home. I don't think they did a good enough job being like, 
They should have another part where Ray was like, I'm a fucker. I suck. Like the way that they handled Ray for giving his son a signed photo <laughs> is the way they should handle yes. all these other things. That was quote unquote effective as far as anything in this book. Yeah. Can yeah. Be. Uh, this wasn't, and like I said before, it's just cause it's like, oh yeah, and also it's cause you didn't believe in God, dumbass. Yeah, well, and it goes from like him thinking about what a shithead he was earlier, to them being like, wow, I can't believe I fucking fell for Hattie, that dumb bitch. Again, and this is like the fourth time that we, we, ha- we've had this conversation. Like, and they just have to keep shitting on Hattie over and over and over again, and this chapter is so bad with it's it. It's so bad with it. It's like egregious and completely unfair. Like, yes, she does sound like a mildly annoying character, but well, I'm not gonna get to it too much. <laughs> well, actually, we are gonna get to it because, so, Rayford's thinking about how dumb he was forever, ever your crush on Hattie. Yeah. When she calls him, and Rayford gets all pissy because he's like, "Oh, my princess Chloe might be trying to call, and you're clogging up the line." Right. So we have to understand a few things. One, they don't have busy signals, and they don't even. In, I don't call. They don't have call waiting. I guess. Yeah. In the past, I don't know when call waiting became a thing. In the past, I thought you you knew when someone was calling you. I thought so. Am I wrong? I forget. I completely don't I, I think, no, I think that that was a next step. Like, mm. I think if you called, you'd get the busy signal, but the person on the phone wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. But then when call waiting happened, then it would beep at you and be like, another call's coming in. Got it, got it. Okay. I think. I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's the fun part of it is like, I can't imagine reading this book out of context of the time. You're like, huh? <laughs> why, why are it like, why do you not just like pick it up when someone else thaws in? Cause yeah, there has to be a part a where thing. someone uses the internet and like, get off the internet. I have to make a phone call. Yeah. Oh man, there must be. I hope so. So she calls, he's a huge dick to her and like, and not a enlightening way. It just felt like a kind of mean scene. He just snaps at her, which I like, okay, like whatever you're stressed about your daughter making her way. You don't want the phone line. Like I can kind of understand that. Right. But, so, and, and, so she hangs up, like, she, like, hangs up, like, yeah. okay, fine, she, like, I'll like, hang he, up. He's super short with her, because, like, he doesn't want to be away from his phone for even a second, right? Yeah. Because Chloe might call at any time. And I get the vibe, especially in the past, when you had to you deal had to with shit by like the that. phone. Right, but I, I thought it would go to answer machine... And you could hear the answer. When you, I don't fucking know anymore. It, it's, it's. I think that was future technology for this time. Maybe. Who's to say? Uh, but he couldn't afford that on his no, uh, he's, pilot. No, he's rich <laughs> salary. as fuck. Remember, he has a huge McMansion. I know, but I'm just saying. At this time, it was just so expensive. So true. But I don't. Oh yeah, this takes place in '89. Weirdly, <laughs> uh, it's weird because the book doesn't do a good enough job of. Acknowledging that the boys are being overly emotional. They're being so emotional and like shitty. While acknowledging that it's understandable that Hattie's emotional, but it's very, it's still very condescending. Like, oh, poor Hattie, of course, it makes sense. She's still being annoying. She is, but she, so, okay. So, in book, in the Buck section is like really drives it home. Like, yeah. the, the Rayford thing is bad, but you can, if, if, if the Buck section wasn't there, you'd almost get it. Exactly. So we go directly from, so, so Rayford snaps at Hatt- Hattie. She hangs up on him. He tries to call her back to apologize and like actually ask about her life. And the line's busy. 
So then we go over to the Buck section and the line's busy because she called Buck. So they're doing that again. Yep. Which I loved it last time. This time, no thanks. Yeah, we get, we, we jumped to Buck. He initially was trying, he's trying to call Dirk Burton, but his freaking voicemail's full. Listen, my Chloe's Dirk Burton. My Chloe's Dirk Burton. And I need you to get off the phone. But no, but Buck, like, she calls and Buck is like, saying kind of nice things for right, her. Right, But, like, for instance, okay, let me read another. Or, actually, can you read this, Tim? I can understand that, Buck tried, rolling his eyes. How did he get into this Lonely Hearts Club? Didn't she have any girlfriends to unload on? So, the reason that Hattie calls Buck is because she's like, man, I just called Rayford to, like, ask about stuff for him, and he didn't even, he, like, snapped at me and didn't even ask if my family was okay. Right. Which is, like... I can, like, kind of understand where Rafer's coming from, but she has a point, too. Like, that's shitty. Come on. Right. And I have a... I think Buck has a point, other than being a prick, and I'd never... Or legally, if I'm on the record, I'd never agree with Buck. <laughs> this is but. off the record. This is off the record. <laughs> Hattie, you don't know this guy. Yeah, she... Is it that, and that is a sad... He is, like, doesn't have any friends, and I actually had the exact same right. thought. This like, is deep. I actually weird. had the same thought, and then Buck said it, and I felt kind of bad. Like, shit. Aw, <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm right. just as bad as he is. Right. Like... <laughs> If Buck didn't say rolling his eyes and unload on, I would be a little more sympathetic. But, like, I get where he's coming from. Because this is generally strange that Hattie's doing this. Um, like, she she literally just met this man and she's coming to be like, I'm sad. So, <laughs> My boss was kind of weird at me. I think, yeah, so, so, so weird. But I think what they're doing is maybe setting it up for, like, Hattie is so alone and yeah. doesn't have anyone. Yeah. So who does she turn to? But our good friend, the Antichrist. The Antichrist. You, so. Yeah. So if you're not nice to those sad, lonely women out there, they might become the wife of the Antichrist. So. Yeah. And I get it, right? Like, I get what they're doing. And uh, I hope there's a scene where, like, Rafer's like, if I just dicked her down good, she wouldn't be. <laughs> if I gave her that good Christian dick. Because <laughs> I'm a Christian now, by the way. And I can be married to Hattie and Irene and who knows who else. Yeah, we do plural marriage here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so then the, Hattie's all like, oh, thank you, Buck. I just needed to talk to someone. And he says, well, hey, anytime, Buck lied. <laughs> oh, boy, he thought. My home number is definitely going to come off that next batch of business cards. Like, dude, you talked to her for like five minutes. Right. Shut up. And then he says, maybe Hattie showed more depth and sense when she wasn't under stress. He hoped so. Yeah, this made me so fucking angry. Yeah. I want to I wanna take Buck in one hand, mm-hmm. Buck's neck in one hand, and Rayford's neck in the mm-hmm. other hand, and crush their skulls together. Yeah, uh, Rayford gets my offhand just to, like, kind of out, of, out of respect. Yeah, like, yeah, you gotta give it. Buck gets the full, the full right weight. hand power. The full weight of it. Because, yeah, like, every... Broad, like, broadly speaking, this <laughs> makes sense that you'd be annoyed by this. But every single way that he talks about it is uh, is annoying and bad. And even though this is legitimately weird, they are in the rapture. Yeah, man, you're in fucking apocalyptic times. Like she, uh, to, to be annoyed that someone's not acting rationally when the biblical rapture happened is stupid. Yes. And annoying. And shut the fuck up is my goddamn opinion. So the chapter now goes back to Rayford for a second to have weird. another conversation with Hattie for some reason. And he's all gets to act like he cares. And he's like, oh, where's your family? And she's like, they're good. And then he's like, bye. Thank God. Wait. Maybe that's bad, actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> that means they're not in heaven. Yeah, because she called because she's like, oh, shit. Sorry. I fell asleep. I told you I'd call back. And Rayford's a dick. And now she's sad. I don't know why she didn't call her family about this. Yeah, like, why not? 
fucking family but about it. I guess because her family aren't main characters, so Buck had to be involved. Yeah. But this part felt very, very forced and awkward and weird because she calls Ray. Ray calls her, right, when yeah. she's talking to Buck. She gets off the phone with Buck after Buck's being a dick. <laughs> yeah. And then. And like, Ray must have tried to call me. And, yeah. And then she says, <laughs> she calls Rayford back. After Rayford was such a prick to her, and she's like, oh, Ray, I could have, I totally, uh, just, I could tell that you called me. And he's like, I did. I did. Uh. How's the family? Good. Okay, okay well. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> End I mean, of chapter. She's, she's very thirsty. Like, we can agree. But would you not also be thirsty in the rapture? Like, come on. Oh, so you think it's because she wants to fuck Ray? Oh, not thirsty that way. I meant more like. Desperate, like her heart yeah. pussy. Her heart pussy is so yeah. thirsty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this that. chapter sucks. This shit. chapter sucks. It was so like literally. What was the point of this chapter? It's it's. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's miserable. I hated it. And they even skipped over showing more of the, like, uh, chaos of the rapture. Yeah. They should have sprinkled a few things in. Yeah, come on. Like, show, like, that there's, like, a weird, like, checkpoint in the neighborhood. And they're, like, giving out, like, bandages or Or, something. Or a guy died because his, uh, frickin' uh, hot air balloon instructor disappeared. Like, (laughs) give me something. The only thing that you, like, even did in this chapter, like, in that vein, was talking about how Rafer still can't get his car out yeah. of the airport. Yeah. But, but again, it's, it's that weird back and forth of, like, a lot of the things that people are doing here, even if we don't like them, kind of make sense. Because it does a decent job at showing the anxiety of being alone and not what, not really knowing what to do. It does not do a decent job of making that at all palatable no. in that you know, uh, context as a reader of a book that isn't real and didn't happen, so they can do whatever they want. So, sorry, chapter eight, you're a bad chapter. You suck, thumbs you suck. down. Um, chapter nine, though. <laughs> better. 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 Mostly because it starts with Buck oversleeping. <laughs> yes. And that that's was, good. It made me laugh so hard. It literally, like, the first sentence is like, Buck's subconscious waking system fails him. <laughs> It's fucking dummy. It's just that they know, you know, like they had a meaning. Like chapter eight kind of sucked. Okay, so instead we gotta of really... making it better, it's already at the. You know, we're cranking these bitches out. We got forty five of these to do. Let's just make chapter nine better. What do you say? Like, okay. like, all right, fine. We won't just leave chapter eight alone. Leave it as is. We'll, we'll try again on chapter nine. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> so Buck gets because there's like a whole weird thing too of like Buck goes to work and then they're like. You should go home, but you have to be back at 8 p.m. tonight. And it's like, what? What the fuck is happening? Yeah, the idea of traveling during the apocalypse instead of, like, 
just staying there. Sleeping on the couch or something. Yeah, it made zero sense. Whatever. He's back. But also, he was able to get home pretty quickly, and his cab was only $30, which made me laugh, because, like... they were, like, framing it like it was so expensive. Right. Like, we've paid a $30 Uber ride, like, not that far away, just so we could get drunk with our cousins. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was... I mean, that's very 1995, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Ray got so mad that he he tipped 89 cents on his... God. I feel like he fucking would, though. Yeah, Ray absolutely Ray tips. Ray tips 10% max. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. And he says, good enough for God, good enough for me. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. Two more martinis, please. So Buck gets back to the Global Weekly or whatever the fuck the, aer- the airport, the, the, the airport. newspaper is called. The air- it's like an airport for a newspaper. For newspapers. Um, and they're having a meeting and, like, again, it's a situation of Buck being like, Steve, you gotta stop putting me in charge of all these senior editors. They hate they're me. They're gonna kick my ass. They're so <laughs> mad that I'm a wunderkind. I'm so, I'm too smart. Um, so in this section, the different, like, leads of the different, like, sections are, like, they're, they're trying to coordinate how they're going to approach yeah. all these fucking events that are coming up with it's the just, whole, you know, it's just ecumenical council and the Jews and yeah. the, money <laughs> the money and the UN. The UN. Weirdly, the Jews are not part of the money or Wink. the UN part, but I'm sure they're going to do something. Um, I also love that, that like, the names, like, it's like, the international politics reporter Juan Ortiz. It's like yeah. they had to like he's, he's like thinking of like oh yeah. what's a like not English name. Juan. Um, but he says the Jewish nationalists are discussing an issue I've been following for years. Who would have believed they would consider warming to one world government? Not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> I couldn't really understand at all what they're talking about because they're basically going back and forth in this whole like oh we want to build a- the temple. And, but some don't want to, and some do, but some want to do this. I had no idea. I, this made, I like literally, like I read this, and then I was like going back to take, do the notes, and I'm like, what, the, what are they saying? Like, I just think it's not written I well. Th- yeah, <laughs> they're setting up the two factions, and the two factions want something different. I'm not entirely sure why they want anything. Obviously, I know that they, they, the, I was confused why only one part of, uh, the Jewish, yeah. Factions wanted the temple rebuilt. I mean, I guess it's like the more religious Jewish people. Oh, wanted. religion versus cultural. Or, yeah, um, I think that's what he was saying. Ethnic. Cause, yeah, because he like, the religion reporter like corrects him when he's like, the religious Jews, he's like, orthodox. And I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't even know if that's correct, actually. Because I think, I think that like reformed Jews would be upset if you called them not re- religious. Like, that's a good point. Like, yeah. there are other flavors of Judaism than Orthodox and, like, not religious. Orthodox, and then those funny scenes in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, oh yeah, that's a, those are the two. That's those the, the two, two options. But, uh, yeah, there's some weird shit going on there, and basically they all argue for a while, and Buck finally, because cause Steve Plank is like, I want Buck to be our quarterback <laughs> on this story. Like, oh my god. Like, no wonder everyone fucking hates him. Yeah, and there's so much, Steve. like, dick measuring going on <laughs> so here, So weird. And the fact, too, of, like, I'll, I'll just go ahead and take my good friend Ortiz's word for it. Yeah. Or whoever said it about, like, the orthodox thing being yeah. actually what's happening. Um, because it just goes to show that Buck doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, so. But nonetheless, he's in charge. <laughs> nonetheless, he's in charge. So it's like, he's the quarterback, so go through him, but then. Cause what they're 
just saying is like, okay, like everyone, like there's, they're going to follow their specific beat in more detail and Buck's going to look at the whole thing holistically and like talk about if there's connections there. And then the, basically the, the, like, they're like, well, what if there's not connections? And Buck says, if I find they aren't interrelated, there won't be an overall story. Fair enough. Yeah. Which, okay, like whatever. That's so both, he's, so he's going to go and be around. Right. That's both quote unquote fair and understandable, but also bitch made because it's a, <laughs> It's a shout out exactly. to his little uh, baby cry session last chapter in the bad chapter that we don't like. Uh, yeah, this I, any, I don't want Buck to ever be in a scene like this again, but I assume we're going to have a couple more. Probably. I just need the Antichrist to start doing shit. Okay, I'm, I'm truly gagging for Nikolai Carpathy to show up. Shoot someone. <laughs> Throw someone off a building. This fucking sucks. Well... I mean, well, we get it. We get a little tasty. We get a little later. tasty, but we are Tim again. Sorry, just well for everyone, but we will get a little more action at least in the next chapter. Yay. I flipped a hint. Yay! Um, <laughs> so, all right, we move on from Buck for now. Rafer's still fucking sad, moping around the house, waiting Ooh. for Chloe. He's like I should eat cookies. No, no, they're maybe they're upsad. They make me think I've about only had diarrhea. my wife who's in heaven. Um, while he's waiting around for Chloe, just I just truly imagine him just like walking back and forth, like. <sighs> Yeah, like just looking like, at just his like sighing, machine, yeah, and like looking outside. Out. Just like he's like like a dog, just like walking the same path throughout the house. Yeah, and I do think it's a little silly to lightly make fun of someone going through this, but also the amount they're doing means it's totally allowed. Fair game. Yeah. I wouldn't make fun of a normal person that <laughs> lost their loved ones, but Raver Steele, you bit your ass and make fun of me. Fuck, it sucks. He's yeah. an asshole. Well, Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does suck. He does suck. So, um, I'm actually, I'm gonna read. So, so while he's waiting, Rayford's like, you know what? I'm gonna call Irene's old church. And one thing that's up. interesting is he doesn't, uh, uh, cry about tying up the line that much for this part. You little, you little <gasps> oh, punk. that's right. Mm. So let me read to you now the message that was on the answering machine of the church. You have reached New Hope Village Church. We are planning a weekly Bible study, but for the time being, we will be meeting just once each Sunday at 10 a.m. While our entire staff, except me, <laughs> and most of our congregation are gone, the few of us left are maintaining the building and distributing a videotape our senior pastor prepared for such a time as this. You may come by the church office anytime to pick up a free copy, and we look forward to seeing you Sunday morning. And then... I think that rocks. Tim, can you please read what Rayford's thought is about this? What a creative idea to tape a message for those who have been left behind. Oh, did your church have one of these? Absolutely. <laughs> so- this ruined everyone's life. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Tim LaHaye. Tim LaHaye. Fuck you. Fucking rotten hell, I know bitch. what you're doing, you little I'm gonna fucker. piss on your grave. I'm gonna freaking get you. <laughs> I feel like this outburst is, has just ensured we can never let our college professors listen to this podcast now, right. even though I kind of want to. I was just talking about pissing on Tim LaHaye's grave. It's kind of think, a kind of a lot. I don't think they would care about that. Maybe not. I don't know. Motherfucker got kicked out of the Southern Baptist Convention because he dared say I that know. Left Behind's not real. Yeah. No, you're you're right. You're right. I just I I'm getting it gives me that little thrill of like I'm saying something that's gonna make people mad. Ooh. They don't like it when you piss on people's graves. Hey, I don't like that. We're so bad. We we're talk so about piss. Bad. Um. But I I I feel like my church must have had one of these, but I don't remember like. I think it, like, it existed, but I didn't see it. Yeah, and so basically what we're referring to, folks, is that people started doing this. They started making a tape, being like, so, you've been left behind. <laughs> For 
of anyone that might be left behind. I would give a mil. Well, okay, I, I shouldn't say that because I think it's probably wouldn't be that hard to actually get because of YouTube. But- I would get upwards of ten dollars. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna give a million to watch one of these, but I was like, wait. No, I actually online. tried to search on YouTube. I didn't. I was making notes, so I didn't search very long, and I didn't find any. So. Listeners, Listeners, if you know one of these videos, please send it our way. I'm going to do some more research. Our prayer too. warriors out yeah, there. Yeah, and this, this feels like a perfect thing on our eventual Patreon for mm-hmm. us to do a little watch along of one of these videos. I want to watch one so bad. So I don't, bad. I don't know how to acquire it. I mean, they must exist. I actually, I, you know what I did actually? I went to my old, like my home church's mm-hmm. website and searched Rapture to see if there was anything so there funny. and then I didn't find anything. I was sad. I did find that they very much, um, believe in male headship of the house. Oh, I mean, that's very thick. Uh, <laughs> hey, just in case, yeah. uh, if everyone disappears, men are in charge. Men are in charge and we don't believe in being gay or lesbian or bestiality. They list them all together. It's real cool. Wait, they said that yeah. so quickly? Yeah. That's cool. It's like listed out on things they believe, and it's like literally like lesbianism, bestiality, like transgenderism. Yeah, that's why I hate it so much. It's bad. Yeah, churches shouldn't be taxism. It's they that one. Sh- yeah, they should not. None of them should. None of them should. So anyway, if you have links to these videos, please send them our way. We're gonna look for them too because I would love to watch one. Yeah. So, uh, guys, Chloe finally gets back home. Yay. We get to meet Chloe. Oh, Daddy. She, she says, says daddy. daddy five million times. So I need a daddy count. We're going to have to do a daddy count. <laughs> I've decided that she's like a, a righteous gemstone. Um, daddy. What's her name again? <laughs> she's uh, um, Judy. Judy. So that, righteous gemstone. That's more fun to me. Daddy. Uh, daddy. Uh, that's good. Judy Gemstone's very funny. Um, so that makes these scenes better. But also, once again, the way that they write women in this book is just horrible. Like, Chloe's supposed to be, like, smart and she went to college and blah, blah, blah. But, like, the way they, like, write her, so there's, like, a part where it's like, oh, daddy, she wailed. Like, oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is a problem with, when you have, you know, A class writers who just, do not believe women are equal. They don't think they women are people. It. They, they don't think it. they're full humans with their own inner lives. Yeah. <laughs> um, they do too much lesbianism and bestiality for, yeah, you know, yeah. to, to trust them. Their brains are so small. Um, and there's a recurring theme that happens in like Rayford and Chloe <laughs> talking to each other where Chloe's like, I don't want to hear this. Like they, that happens like three or four times in this chapter well, where she's like, I don't want to hear this. She's intellectually weak, even though she's just like her dad. And I think that's exactly what they're trying to, to, like, imply, like, oh, she's only not believing because she's refusing to even consider it. And, yeah. like, I think they want to set up the evangelical, like, view as, like, the actual logical one. And right. Chloe's being irrational well, by I, not, not allowing that yeah. option. Well, I, I kind of, t- I found her to be very straightforward and reasonable. So like, 100%. So, like. She makes good points. Yeah. And so, like, even her saying, I don't want to hear this is kind of like, yeah, let's go. go. Yeah, I don't want to hear this either. Especially because, like, sucks. later in the chapter when we cut back from Buck, uh, <laughs> Ray just is constantly wanting to talk to her about shit, but needs her to ask her about, ask him about it. So this is such a strange, uh, reunion. It is. Because they just meet and they start crying. Well, and, and it is, it, and 
and I, on the one hand, I get it because, like, okay, Raver already knows that Irene and Raimi are gone. Chloe doesn't. So that's the whole, that's the yeah. context for this. He sees her pull up, you know, in the cab and get out. He runs out to meet her and she's all like, where are they? And he's like, mm, 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 they're not, they're not there. And that's the first time she's like, I don't want to hear this. And she cries. <laughs> and we'll get back to more of her later. But first, Guys, back guys, to Buck. Guys. And Buck gets in touch with Dirk Burton's supervisor. Her name is Nigel. <laughs> uh, this part was funny and I liked it. And uh, okay. I want, I want Buck to do this more often. Thank you. Did, okay. Did it come across to you like Jerry Jenkins was trying to... Like, this is what he thinks a British person sounds like when they talk. I just didn't think about it. Oh, it felt... <laughs> Mega fake to me. In fact, let me go just read because it really cracked me up. Okay, so 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 Buck calls and he asks for to talk to Dirk, and then the guy says, "You must tell me precisely who you are and your specific relationship to Mister Burton before I'm allowed to inform you as to his disposition." What? <laughs> no one talks like that, you fucking dummy. Okay, what are you so saying? I just took it as him being like. Some weird, you know, CIA spook type guy. No, but he's not. He's in like he's like a financial dude. Yeah, that does make it better. <laughs> and or also, worse. okay, I feel like too, like in the way that they're like, oh, who would be an international politics reporter? Uh, Juan Ortiz. And they're like, who would be a British man? Nigel. Yeah, Nigel's fair. a British man. I mean, okay, so the the Juan Ortiz, we don't give it up for Nigel. We do, Nigel, I do give it up for. Good, good I do, there. I do. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is such a like. Uh, uh, <laughs> weird back and forth and in, in, in structure of them that I was immediately like, th- he's writing a spy book right now. He he really thinks so he's writing a spy book. That's why it didn't really book. bother me because I'm like, <laughs> Buck's like, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, because because the dude, so he so Buck calls and is like, let me talk to Dirk Burton, and the guy's like, um, I'm gonna tape this phone call now. Buck's like, what the hell? Why are you doing Marty? it? I'm gonna I'm gonna tape it too. Why are you taping it? Why are you why taping, taping it? it? <laughs> that part was really dumb. It was pretty funny. I honestly, that part was good to me. Um, and then the reason that Nigel is so cagey is that we find out, guys, Dirk Burton committed suicide. Allegedly. Suicide. Look between the lines. <laughs> he got shot in the head. I don't think he did it. I think Stonegall executed him. That's he what I think. He freaking took him out, man. He, he took a hit out on him. I don't know what happens, but, you know, I, my assumption is... They found out that he he blabbed and he had to get executed, and I think that's good. Yeah, Nigel. R.P. Dirk Burton. Nigel is like, oh yeah, he for sure killed himself. And Buck's like, he would never kill himself. Yeah, what are you talking about? That, like Buck, you don't know that. Although, like Dirk definitely like is a wild dude. Yeah, and you know what, guys, I'll fucking admit, Buck knows Dirk better than I do. That is true. <laughs> that is true. He knows Dirk that better. He knows he knows him better than me. So maybe he's wrong, but I, I. But he didn't give any reasons. No, he's just like he would never do that. Which, <laughs> sure, but that's also what anyone says when anyone dies of suicide. And maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fact that Nigel is just like, yeah, I mean, Scotland Yard looked at it, and then I remember getting older and realizing, oh, Scotland Yard actually did do stuff. I just thought that was like a. Yeah, I was like, yeah, thing. exactly. It's like, oh no, no, it's like real. Oh, it's, gotcha. it's that's they investigate things, but it's like they both the both Scotland Yard and the like London Exchange, the money people both investigated, and, and uh, Bugs immediately like, why were they investigating it? Hmm? Like, what was the the financial? What's up? And he's like, oh, just you know, uh, uh, sensitive information, blah blah blah. So. 
Buck is like, man, I got it. I've got to go to London now to see what's up. I got to go look at that dead body. Let's go back to Rayford and Chloe in the saddest house in the world. <laughs> just open a window. They're just like crying and shit. Um, but then eventually they start to talk theories. Mm-hmm. And Chloe's, Chloe says, Daddy, in California, they're actually buying into the space invasion theory. Uh, and, and so basically Chloe's like, I don't, I don't buy that it's aliens, but I do think it could be supernatural. I did like the way she was like, I don't think it's aliens because they would have said something. Which, fair. I yeah. agree. Shout like, out Chloe. Sh- yeah, no, Chloe actually, I'm, I'm making fun of her because of how much she says daddy, but <laughs> Chloe is daddy. absolutely the most like logical person, like, yeah. so far. Yeah. I guess, I guess Buck's pretty logical too, but she's definitely more logical than Rayford is. Buck is logical in the way that he thinks he knows what's going on. Chloe's yeah. more like, I'm just asking questions. Yeah, yeah. Chloe, Chloe did her, like, freshman year, like, philosophy, like, yeah. logic class, and she knows <laughs> the questions to ask. I, I did like that there was a vibe of Ray being like, uh, I've been mourning for so long. Yeah, I don't Get know over what, it. This is sad. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to talk about my shit. <laughs> yeah, him basically being like, oh, I thought she was going to come for me, but now she's just, like, crying and stuff. Yeah, it was really weird how selfish she was through this <laughs> bit without them being like, wow, Ray, oh, wow, you're I'm being selfish. a shithead. <laughs> yeah, no, they did not. Which I, like, again, like, I, like, I don't want to say anything that's going to make, like, any real person who's experienced, like, grief, like, in their life. I know that shit is, like, complicated. I make him want to Rayford Steele. So and the authors who And the authors it. of Left Behind. So whatever I say about them, I'm not talking right, about Right, because, like, anything that you we... You do you. Anything that we say is, like, that doesn't feel real. That's inconsistent. Like, again, I think that if you do anything illogical, inconsistent, strange during something like this, you get a free pass. You get a free pass. Like, it's just shit's that, weird. <laughs> the way it's being presented to us in this fiction book, um, it's not going down the old hatch. Again, it's just like what I, it's just Christian brain. Like, this is what the, like, they think the logic would be. And right. it's just, it, it calls out to me from the text. I can see it. Definitely. Their Christian yeah. brains working. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting hearing Chloe's initial thoughts on it because, as Rayford kind of is pondering on, Chloe is not religious. She hasn't gone to church regularly. Like, they tried to make her go when she was in high school and she's like, Fuck that. Eat I'm, my not, butt. I'm not going. But also later she's like, wait, you don't think I'm a Christian? Yeah, that was really weird. Like, do people who don't go to church, like, care if someone there, says they're not a Christian? I think there are some people who... Yeah, no, you're probably sure. right, actually. Like, oh, just because I've been to church doesn't mean I'm not a Christian. Especially given the weird church they went to. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I, you know, I, I get it, I guess. So, after this conversation, Rayford ha- does a little reflection. <laughs> a little memory... A little flashback onto a fight he had with rebellious drunk teen Chloe. Uh, and, and I do like in this section too, where he's like, well, she didn't do any drugs or anything. Yeah. So, so you gotta give her that. But yeah, drunk Chloe is all like, don't me what to do in my life <laughs> to, to Rayford. But then also he like kind of like gives up in the conversation. And then she says, daddy, don't give up on me. Go ahead. Give me both barrels. Prove you care. Like, is this porno dialogue? What is happening? <laughs> you know, it's, daddy, don't give up on me. It's just, give me both barrels. <laughs> I mean, it's written bad for what sure. What are you saying? But, you know, when she's a rebellious teen, she just needs a strong parental figure. That's why she's she needs a father out. figure in her life. Yeah, exactly. Who loves the Lord. And that's why she's all fucked up. And, you know, she's here to simply, uh, uh, children need structure is what I'm saying. Oh, they need discipline. Yeah. But this is like when they became 
besties. It's very weird uh, because basically, like Jennifer said, he was going to start like lecturing her. And then when he walked away, she's like, you know, come on, give it to me, punk. But that's also probably <laughs> this is around the same time ish of when well no maybe later i don't know whatever uh ray hasn't always been the best guy so yeah he seems like a fair like a somewhat absent parent yeah this must be 10 years after the part where he hated his pregnant wife obviously yeah but um still you know he hasn't been consistently good therefore it doesn't it's not that weird that drunk teen chloe is like come on prick be a dad Just yell at me and uh he starts crying yeah and, and this is like the first time that he like cried in his adult life or something and right. i'm like Toxic oh, what's wrong with you, buddy? Bro, like, watch up. What's wrong come with Come on, yeah, just get the tears out. But uh, this is when they became best buds, and, like, she actually comforted him, and that's kind of what yeah. colored this chapter to me, is, like, Rayford is just w- selfishly waiting for Chloe to get there, so that Chloe can comfort him. Yes. And he and he keeps Oh, getting, it's happening, like, it's already happened like this in the past. Yeah, and he's be- completely going bitch-made on the fact that she's not. And yeah. they don't do a good enough like, job. She's, a, she's that like out. 18, 19 max. Like, she's a teen. She's 30. She's 30 years old. She's in her freshman year at Stanford. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so then back to present day, Rayford is now thinking <laughs> back to the alien thing. I'm just going to read a little chunk here because it's just, this is just yeah, this part rocks. wild. He knew now what her crazy college friends and the typical Californian believed. What else was new? He always generalized that people on the West Coast afforded the tabloids the same weight Midwesterners gave the Chicago Tribune or even the New York Times. <sighs> this is so Christian brain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. California is the, like, Christians are so scared of California. They hate it. <laughs> they fucking hate it. They're like, oh, the West Coast. Like, they're, like, so liberal out there. Yeah. I remember constantly just hearing how it's a denizen and how, like, oh, God's going to just break California off and throw it into the ocean. Where it's like, well, that's going to happen, but God's not going to do it. Yeah, the liberal coastal elites. Yeah, it's – I don't know why California – I mean, as I've broken from being – Religious brained, and then through many years of rebuilding, I have learned that people from California are weird. They're definitely different. Yeah. But like, also, there's a lot of Christians in California. Yeah. Like, yes, there are the like woo woo, like crystal people, but like, there's a lot of Christians and a lot of mega churches in California, mm-hmm. which is funny. Like, and in fact, Tim LaHaye had a church in California. Like, he was dressed in his saying? congregation. You know, he could say it. He has a church in California. That's probably why he fucking says it. Like, yeah, you know, a little joke, a little joke. Oh my God. No, that part really Second. jumped out as being very strange because we've had several characters so far talk about the alien thing. And again, Rayford, you believe that God did it. Which, yes, in this instance, he did do it, but like, come on. Like, you, you got like, the- Why is this more logical than that? Right. And they do the other thing that we talked about before where everyone's like, this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So then Raper and Chloe sit down to dinner. Chloe just cries. She can't even eat her salad. She's like, so upset. Uh, Where are they? She whined at last. There's something like the whine, the like, the shrillness. It's like yeah. the way, like the words they choose to use For to describe sure. the way she talks. Any of the women. Like, it's wild. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is how 
you subtly get pilled into being a misogynist. A misogynist. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of times people don't really give credence to shit like that. And they think that you're, you know, being ridiculous because it's not that out and out shit. But it's like. It's like, no, it just, it stacks on each other. Exactly. Like, yeah, each individual instance of it is whatever. Well, but, but life is a river, right? And <laughs> uh, little pebbles and rocks in the stream uh, change your, your river direction and shit like that. So things like this matter. Yeah, it does. Because it's not just one thing. It's a thousand things. And it's like, you know, uh, they believe it. So it's not even that much of a stretch. Yeah. So th- they get now into Rayford telling Chloe what he thinks. Like, all right, finally. Shit, Fine. Stop crying. Because that was a, the other piece I actually we didn't like bring up is that he was like, okay, I don't want to like, go too hard on it. Like, I'm going to try to let her ask me. Because if I like try to push it too much, she'll push back against it, which like. Yeah, that's yeah. Because at this point, correct. <laughs> Rayford 110 percent believes it's the it's the biblical rapture, and his new goal, right, is to Save figure Chloe. it out. And, yeah, and, and become get yeah. So, uh, I feel like Chloe makes some very good points yes. in this argument, yes. where she's basically like, "Okay, you think that Mom and Raimi got raptured?" So first, she says, "Don't you see, Dad?" You've gravitated to the least painful possibility, oh, which I was so like, true. ooh, she got Damn. your ass. It's true. And this one thing that I do think is interesting is that the anti-arguments they've used so far are, like, pretty powerful, logical, yes. and mean. And they don't give a good answer to it. Exactly. <laughs> like, at all. Exactly. The only reason why it's not a compelling argument is because we, the reader, know that God did do it. Right. But if you, like, actually listen to it, it's like, they don't address the problems that right. they're bringing up here. And it sounds like Chloe would have uh, been a good podcast guest before, oh, like, totally. at this point, because she goes, Daddy, what does this make God? Some sick, sadistic dictator? Careful, honey. You think I'm wrong. What if I'm right? Which is, like, always... Always. That's, like, I mean, literally, Pascal's wager, that's, like, all they can bring up, which... Um, why don't you Pascal wager on any other god? What about Pascal's wager on Zeus? How about Pascal's wager these nuts? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Pascal's wager is like, well, if God does exist, isn't it better to just believe in him in case he does? So and then you true. go to heaven. And if you're wrong, it doesn't matter. So true. Like, okay, but that's cool if there's one god. So true. But there's a lot of gods. Theoretically. In, like, theoretically. So. But all of those are fake. Uh, <laughs> she goes on to say, then God is spiteful, hateful, mean. Who wants to go to heaven with a god like that? Girl, preach, girl. Preach. I agree I'm with kind of you. surprised they said this. So I'm wondering yeah, me if too. after they get saved, she's like, I was dumb. I was so stupid Here's the before. reasons why all these things I said are dumb. She also says, I'm tired of hearing how loving God is. He never answered my prayers, and I never felt like he knew me or cared about me. Now you're saying I was right. He didn't. <laughs> I didn't qualify. So I got left behind? You better hope you're not right. Bro, this is the most sense anyone has made in this book so, so far. I, and it sucks because she's for sure going to get saved yeah. and change her mind. Yeah, and the part that I think they kind of squeak by here is that she doesn't believe in God because she he never answered my prayers. Right, so it's like back to the like, oh, she's just selfish. She's just selfish as opposed to like, he never answered my prayers. And then I turned on the news yeah. and had a panic attack at how horrible things were. Yeah, so they have this whole argument, but Rafer's like, hey, when you said earlier you didn't even want to consider it, 
can you at least consider it? Like, <laughs> we, I want to go to your mom's old church and watch this fucking videotape of the pastor talking. Chloe's like, are you for real? Like, what? really? A tape for those left behind? Left behind. Left behind. They say left behind a lot, and they, I like that. They did say left behind a lot. And there's also this weird part of uh, Hattie asked to be on Ray's flight. Oh, yeah, I didn't even, like, include that. And then I was just like, why is this, like, a thing? But, yeah, I don't know why, but I think it's going on to the whole Hattie is disillusioned with the whole situation. Yeah, she's thirsty, and Rayford's like, don't put her on It's like, don't fuck me. Fuck the Antichrist. She's like, I might. I might. I just might. I just might. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna give this pussy to the Antichrist. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Give this pussy to the Antichrist. (laughs) I think we all agree. (laughs) We need a shirt. I'm gonna koozie with that on it. (laughs) But yeah, the the, the end of this chapter is kind of a letdown. It is kind of interesting that it's even a letdown for Rayford, because this was supposed to be... It's a bittersweet reunion. Like, all he was looking forward to was her coming back, and he still is not happy. Right. Which, don't know really what to take from that, um, because (sighs) the characters in this series are somewhat chaotic-ish. Um, but you know, and hey, not very deep. They're, f- they're but they're very flawed. I'll give uh, them that. They're flawed. They fucking suck. They fucking suck. But yeah, Chloe basically, Rayford's like, "Will you come with me to the church?" And she's like, "I don't really want." I'll to stay do in the car. That yeah, they. they, they it, it seems kind of like all right. She like might go with them in the car. It's, yeah, it's uncertain. Do you want to go to Atlanta with me? I guess. I guess like whatever. Yeah, she's gonna fly with him to Atlanta. And back. That sounds horrible. But this is pre nine eleven. So hey, well, like, and they said she was gonna get put in first class. Yeah, she can take as long as another, another person didn't take the seat. So. I'll take as many gin and tonics as you can give me. Yeah. Thank you. My dad's flying the My plane. My dad's flying the plane. I am 18 years old. I'm 18 young. years old. Well, that's chapter nine. Uh, yeah, this they, one wasn't as much fun. No, but you these know were bad, but guys, it's going to start to get spicy again. So all I'm looking forward to is Nikolai Carpathia speaking <laughs> at the UN. I need to hear him. He, I'm... I, it is hilarious the extent to which I need the Antichrist. We are we are becoming devotees of the Antichrist because of this book it's, and how bad the Christians suck. It's just like you're I, boring me into becoming yeah. a follower of the Antichrist. Sorry, I love the Antichrist now. I love Satan. Uh, God's boring. Christian, it's, you're boring. I mean, I had the thought that every book should have the section like the stained has and like how this sort of has. The stained? Stained. The stand. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Uh, it's, it's uh, the, the band version that. of it's it. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, I have a version of where they cut around all the world and see all the bad stuff. So, like, every book should have a scene like yeah, that. Yeah, come on. You couldn't have given us that instead of that bullshit chapter where there's just like, do it again. Book is talking. Ever is thinking. Sad in his house. For no apparent reason, put us in a POV chapter of like a guy named Gale. Who's like, I don't believe in anything and yeah. jumps into like a, a, a big, like, industrial fame. Yeah, just jump from like person to person and they commit suicide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because of the rapture. Yeah. <laughs> like Derek Burton did. Yeah. Wink. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, these rappers were not great, but you know, we know it's only going to get spicier. And we knew that it wasn't going to be all fun and games going through this. Yeah. Uh, I, it did kind of shock me into the realization that like, like I said before, oh wait, I'm reading Left Behind. These yeah. are going to be consistently no, good. No, you got, you, you got lured into a false sense of thinking they were good. Yeah. And they're bad. Well, like, like, pulpy, you know. Yeah, yeah, these chapters were not their best. Not their best. They didn't, they, like, like you said, I think both of these chapters are just like, eh. Eh, good enough. Good enough. We got a deadline. <laughs> Just keep like, keep cracking. Like, it also <laughs> feels like they don't know what's happening themselves. And like, all right, like these Jews want like guns. They don't. Yeah, I don't think they don't either. Or it like got it edited in such a way that it's like really not clear. Right. But then they left that f- whole fucking chapter in of like nothing. If I were editor of this book, oh boy. Oh boy. 
get it rid would, of all of it. It would be yeah, it'd be half as long. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, like we've said before, you can tweet at us at tribfarcepod or email us at uh, tribulationfarce at gmail dot com. We also have an Instagram, which is tribfarcepod. We don't use it, but maybe but we it's will. There. Uh, we believe we're going to launch our Patreon with a whole bunch of bonus fun stuff. After GeeklyCon, which is a, an event for which our, our podcast network does most years. Um, so <laughs> Asterisk for COVID. <laughs> uh, this episode comes out on uh, the freaking 17th. So maybe the 23rd, or excuse me, the 24th or 31st, uh, depending on uh, probably the 31st, because I'm staying in. Rochester. Yeah, morning, yeah. So keep an eye into July. Hopefully our Patreon will launch then. Um, and hopefully on it, now, now we have the idea of watching one of these fucking rapture tapes, but I think we're going to do a lot of interesting stuff on it. So. Yep. And like we like it. said before, it's a, it's a good excuse, a good outlet, a good way to funnel Jennifer and I's creative juices for not just this show, but everything we do. I'm going to make Tim watch bad movies. All right. On second I'm going to make him watch movies like Psycho Storm Chaser on Lifetime. Oh. Okay, I don't want to Or do that. Killer Garage Sale. I don't want to no, it's too bad. You already agreed. You already agreed. You have to do it. <laughs> hey, maybe you will watch McGee and Me. I would watch McGee and Me. Or what about Adventures in Odyssey? Adventures in Odyssey. Veggie Tales. Oh my god, we have to watch Veggie Tales. I actually really like Veggie Tales like a lot. And I feel like it might hold up it might slightly. Hold up. I mean, that cheeseburger it, song whips. That cheeseburger song is really, it's, it was funny. I'm going to be really sad if I'm like, actually, I hate this now. Well, Bob the Cucumber. But if it's still pretty Larry funny. Larry the Cucumber's a fucking fascist. If there's, if it's still pretty fucking, pretty funny, but there's just some on Jesus sometimes, I can like be okay with that. Yeah, just skip through the, the, the salvation parts. Anyways, you can follow me on Twitter at Tim Lanning. You can follow Jennifer on Twitter at Jennifer Cheek. Any other things? I think that's it for now. Cool beans. Well, thank you again. And give that pussy to the Antichrist. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.